can we stop finding out new health information on a daily basis? I mean, how about weekly? Let's move to monthly. Wouldn't that be nice? It seems that every day there's some new update or some new event, especially around COVID. Now, thankfully, we are making strides against COVID-19 and we are getting a grip on it. But of course, just two days ago on April the 13th, 2021, the CDC released the health alert regarding the issue of sagittal venous thrombosis with one of the vaccines. Of course, we're talking about the J&J COVID-19 vaccine. So in this quick session, we're going to review what this actually means, what to do if you suspect it, and how to treat this condition. Because you got to know what you're doing and you got to know what you're looking for, or you can actually make them worse. So let's cover the CDC health alert from April 13, 2021. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. This podcast data comes from the ACOG's summary of the CDC's recently released health alert from April the 13th, 2021, which notified physicians and all healthcare practitioners about the CDC and FDA's review of the data of six U.S. cases of a rare type of blood clot in individuals after receiving the J&J COVID-19 vaccine. Remember that this is not the mRNA vaccine. This is the adenovirus vaccine vector option. First, the CDC made the recommendation to all healthcare practitioners to pause the use of the J&J COVID-19 vaccine until the committee was able to review these cerebral venous sinus thromboses and that occurred in the presence of thrombocytopenia in order to assess their potential significance. Now, to put it in true numbers, remember that these are six cases over millions of this vaccine being given. The CDC urged all healthcare practitioners to maintain a high index of suspicion for symptoms that might represent serious thrombotic events or thrombocytopenia in patients who had recently received the J&J COVID-19 vaccine. These symptoms can include severe headache, backache, new neurological symptoms, severe abdominal pain, shortness of breath, leg swelling, petechiae, or new or easy bruising. The CDC urged healthcare practitioners to obtain platelet counts and screen for evidence of immune thrombotic thrombocytopenia. In patients with a thrombotic event and thrombocytopenia after the vaccine, the CDC urged us to evaluate initially with a screening PF4 enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay that's normally performed for autoimmune heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Remember, that's a screening PF4 enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay. Now, as OBGYNs and women's healthcare practitioners, we don't usually deal with heparin-induced thrombocytopenia because we usually get consultation with a hematologist. And that's exactly what the CDC asks us to do. Get consultation with a hematologist if you find a thrombotic event and thrombocytopenia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
All right, now here's the clinical pearl. According to the CDC, do not treat patients with thrombotic events and thrombocytopenia following receipt of this COVID-19 vaccine with heparin unless the HIT testing is negative. So in other words, if they present with thrombosis and thrombocytopenia and the HIT test is negative, then you can treat with heparin. But if the HIT test is positive or you're just unable to perform that test in patients who have a thrombotic event and thrombocytopenia after this vaccine, then non-heparin anticoagulants and high-dose intravenous immunoglobulin should be strongly considered. So everybody good? So do not give heparin unless the HIT, remember, that's heparin-induced thrombocytopenia testing comes back negative. Look, to be honest, this issue of cerebral venous sinus thrombosis and treatment with heparin is kind of controversial because some data show that heparin, even if the testing is negative, can still be dangerous, while other reports say it's okay in that setting. This is why the CDC and ACOG recommend that all healthcare practitioners ask a hematologist for help in this situation. Now, unless you're a hematologist, call for help because we definitely don't want to give a medication that's going to make them worse. Let's remind everyone of what a CVST actually is. A cerebral venous sinus thrombosis occurs when a blood clot forms in the brain's venous sinuses. This prevents blood from draining out of the brain. So as a result, blood cells break and leak blood into the brain tissue, forming a type of hemorrhage. So this chain of events is part of a stroke, and it can occur in adults and even in children. It can also occur in newborns and even in utero, although, of course, that's quite rare. CVST is a rare form of stroke. It can affect about five people in one million every year. So again, five people in about one million each year. The risk for this kind of stroke in newborns is greatest during the first month of life. Overall, about 3 out of 300,000 children and teens up to the age of 18 will have a stroke due to this condition. Now remember that there's some risk factors for CVST, and these include problems with the way people form blood clots, in other words, some kind of thrombotic event. Sickle cell anemia is also a risk factor. So is iron deficiency and dehydration, head injury, and for OBGYN or women's healthcare providers, pregnancy itself. And even the first few weeks after delivery, remember that the postpartum period is the time of most likely to form a thrombotic event. So pregnancy and the postpartum period are also times when women can develop this condition. And as we end, one of the most important clinical pearls to be on the lookout for. Remember that these were women who had these conditions. But at this time, there's no clear phenotype of women who are more or less likely to experience this rare complication. Until there's a better understanding of the frequency and impact of this finding, it's important to encourage pregnant and postpartum women who wish to be vaccinated to receive the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer or Moderna. All right, podcast family, I know that sounds scary, and it is. This is a real serious issue. But six cases that have occurred in over 6.8 million J&J vaccines given, I don't know. I mean, it's six cases in 6.8 million. So let's not lose sight of that. Yes, it's tragic. Yes, it's horrible. 
But remember that CVST also just occurs in the population anyway. So there's some controversy and some debate saying that this is just premature and is pulling something that's great off the market and we're just getting people scared. And and I agree with that. The other side is, no, we need to be scared. We need to tackle this early. And I agree with that, too. So you see how complicated this is. Anyway, keep following Clinical Pearls. We'll keep you all updated. And for now, let's do our best to take care of our patients and ourselves. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.